Traveler, and welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the newest 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast to satisfy that itch that only tabletop RPGs can scratch. I'm Josh, your Dungeon Master, I'm the bad boy who runs the game, and I'm here with my friends and co-hosts today. I've got Joel over here, he's looking so excited, I'm a little worried that he's just going to break into song. In the arms <laughs> of an angel. See, I was, I was terrified of that. Away from here. Oh, what? What's that, Josh? Yeah, Joel, Joel, we're recording. Oh, well, that's just you know, that's such an inspirational song that I can't, I can't help it. I know you love it. We'll have to put some pictures up of cats and dogs. People will love yeah. it. Moving over that, we've got AJ over here as well, returning despite my better judgment. I promise this time next week I'll have the new place. I just figured, you know, since I'm still around hanging out on the couch in the studio, I'd just kind of hop on. Yeah, you know, I I appreciate that. We're going to kick you out sooner or later. Nothing personal. We just hate you. Definitely next week. (laughs) Okay. I'll be looking forward to that. We've also got Nate over here looking like he's just ready to bring the rain with that massive D20 he's got over there. All right, this is Sergeant Nate. Confirmed. We have found the location of AJ. All right, <laughs> coordinates. Please fire at these exact locations. I'll be transmitting. Please. Let's end it quick before it starts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to go that far, Nate. Wait, abort? Abort. abort. Calm down. Put down the D20. Don't crash him. Ah! It was a crit. <laughs> oh, no. Ah! Well, looks like AJ's gone. We'll have to find a new cast member before we go any further. They're still here. Oh, okay. All right, well, I guess he's fine. Okay, we're good. Help. Let's see. I'm going to ignore AJ's cries for help. Uh, Daniel's over here, too. Look at him. He's ready to start rules lawyering. Uh, rules lawyering. <coughs> yeah, I was going to say, actually, it's rules lawyering, uh, lawing, depending on where you're from. And you better get mounted combat right the first time. Okay. Hey, don't make fun of the way I say complicated words, okay? I have trouble. Rallowin is how you Lowering. would say it. Rallowin. That's how we say it here in Indiana. Rallowin. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to all of you listening at home, but that's staying in. <laughs> if you say so, Daniel. And last, but certainly not least, we also have... Janelle, who is mentally preparing herself to deal with the bunch of morons that she calls her friends. Yeah, after that whole little last lawyering section. Yep, just preparing, you know. Lodgy coming. Yep, there it is. Despite (laughs) Daniel's best efforts, we're back at it again. We haven't been canceled yet. I think we're doing pretty good. You know, most podcasts give up before their first episode, so I think we're coming out on top. Yeah, just two, and only two, and after that, we won't stop. Don't look in the feed. I saw you pull out your phone. Don't look at the feed. There are no episodes after this one. This is the last one. No, it's the last one AJ's on. We're going to do more. (laughs) Yeah, that that one's going to be called Applied Dungeoneering 2.0. It's going to be bigger and better. And yeah, that's about it. Well, I moved the dice off of AJ, so we'll see what happens. <sighs> Guys, I'm back. There's a hole in the floor. A lot of termites. Round two. Round two. Repeat. <laughs> Tango yeah, knocked re- down. Re- Tango knocked out. Joel, stop him. Stop him. I got to confess something, guys. I'm pretty angry. 
Oh, yeah? What are you angry about? I am very angry, and I'll explain why. Please explain. When somebody gives you a gift, typically, you know, you take it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something good. So somebody explained to me why when I show up at Nate's metaphorical doorstep and give him the keys to utter greatness... He he throws it in the tr- he throws it in the trash. So I am stealing the catchphrase I made up for Nate, which is "Check Nate." No, that's why I threw it in the trash. <laughs> Whoever edits this week, please take that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Daniel, that was interesting, and I hope you never say mm-hmm. that again. Uh, but the mm-hmm. audience is. Not here to listen to us talk. Well, I mean, they are, but they're here to listen to us talk about D&D. So I really don't want to stall any longer. And I'd like to just dive in to this adventure head first without any safety equipment. If you guys are ready for that, because real heroes don't need OSHA. Yeah. Ready to dive in. Give me what? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I quit. I can't do this. (laughs) No, come on, let's just go, let's just go. Okay, okay. all right. Is there okay, an OSHA so- for bad performance? It's <laughs> so good, okay. Okay, I'll, ju- I'll jump into the recap then. So, last week, we were introduced to our five protagonists as they made their way through the hills of the Volthrin region towards Brimpton, which is a mark at the border of uh, Minderos, the Dwarven Kingdom. And this town of Brimpton is the destination of your journey, Ben making your way there for a few weeks, and now you're finally there, right at the edge of it. Along the way, you encountered a group of lazy youths who had warned you that the local animals have been acting weird lately, which was made apparent to you when a stampede of cattle closed in on your location, and one of your number got knocked out. Now, I'm known for setting up difficult encounters, but I really, I still can't get over the fact that a cow took you out, Janelle. Like, session one, you have to carry that guilt that a cow took you out. Well, if I uh, set the uh, bar really low, you can only go up from here. So, you know, gotta get those uh, standards set right. Yeah, either that or you just stay down there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so after that, you guys managed to drive them off by working together. You scared them and they ran off in another direction. And one of the farmers who was chasing down the livestock asks you to head to the town's tavern since you're making your way into the town anyway. And he asks you to find the cattle's owner, who he says is probably boozing it up instead of taking care of his cows. Now, we're just going to jump right in. We're going to rejoin our adventurers as they continue into Brimpton, which is in view right now at the top of the next hill lit by the morning sun. As the wagon rattles its way over the top of the current hill, your companion, Laszlo, the traveling merchant, sits up and claps Vez on the shoulder and uh, just looks really excited. Oh boy, look! It's Brimpton! Finally, a good night's rest! Ooh, look, it's it's nice and pretty. Vez, you okay? I, you need some I ice, ice a, for your concussion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, those cows hit pretty hard, don't they? Hmm. <laughs> she shakes her head pretty vigorously and almost falls over. 
So a little a little ways behind the cart, um, Gunner and Theo are riding their horses, and actually I think probably Aegon's probably riding the horse too, because Vez is in no condition to ride her horse anymore. And we have Jasper sitting on the cart, driving it as usual. And so as you kind of uh, reach the outskirts of the town, you can see the buildings around you are mainly comprised of small wooden homes with thatched roofs and, well, wooden walls. They're pretty simple. And your progress begins to slow down as peasants and farmers and smaller livestock like chickens and maybe the occasional goat kind of mill around the road and through the, the alleyways of the houses kind of getting in your way. And you get a few looks from them, but otherwise nobody pays your group much mind. Well, it would seem we are not in friendly company. Why, did one look at you kind of mean? No, they, they won't look at me at all. They won't even look at you and you're red. Hey, look at us. <laughs> We're friendly. <laughs> Some of the people look over and they say, Well, what's so special about you? We're, we're going to help. uh um well we i i fancy myself a comedian he's hilarious go ahead ask him a question any joke yes ask me any question i i will turn it into a joke no we we've got work to do that that that's not a question gunner you're not too good at this okay bye oh yeah, get out! Well, that didn't go over well at all. Yeah, they don't seem to be very impressed. You'll just have to give them time and perhaps approach them later at the at the tavern. I'm sure they'll be much more willing to talk there. Ah, <sighs> you're right, Aogon. I'm sure they will love my humor at the tavern. Oh, I can't wait. Maybe they're really angry because th- their moo moo snooze snoozes are so mean. No, we're, we're angry because we're covered in shit because we're peasants. <laughs> I I think someone needs to fix Vez. Look, there are goats in the street. <laughs> why are there goats in the street? Move them out of the way. We have to get to the tavern. Where is it? <laughs> How to fix a concussion 101. The tavern. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vez, l- l- let me see that. Um... And Gunner is going to pull out his pan flute, and he is going to play a fun little ditty. And with his pan flute, it's almost like this uh, breath of magical uh, energy comes out of the pan flute as uh, the spell Healing Word washes over uh, Vez. And so Gunner casts Healing Word... Which okay. heals nice. 1d4 plus your bonus. Um, That is going to be six. You regain six. There we go. Now I have seven hit points instead of one. <laughs> nice. So using your magical abilities, you cure of her remaining injuries and her concussion goes away and her head clears up. Vez, you now see the world clearly and not as a concussy. <laughs> I love that. I think Concussed that's word. individual. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to call them concussies from now on. Oh. No. No. <laughs> oh. oh, um, thank you. Gonna, 
Uh, it's really nice to kind of be back in my normal frame of mind. I apologize for anything I may or may not have said, so I don't really know. Well, everyone was helping me patch up my knee in uh, the, the last time we were riding the horses, so I, I only felt it was fair. I, well, I, I appreciate that, so... Tuo comes running up to your side and starts trying to lick at your elbow, seeing that you're okay now. He was worried before, seeing that you're all loopy, but now you're back in action. He's nipping at your hand. She gives him a very good, solid good boy pat on the head. <laughs> yeah, your, your dog is adorable. I love it. Good boy, Tuo. Good boy. And uh, Tuo begins to trot with a very proud look. Hmm, Fel, the walking uh, slobber factory has decided to join us. How nice. Tuo hears his name and slobbers over to you. (laughs) I love how he responds to that. (laughs) (laughs) I figure Gunner says it a lot. He does. That he does. Gunner says that a lot. (laughs) As your wagon rattles through the streets in the outskirts of the town with all the farmer's huts, you get a little bit closer to the outer walls of the city, which are crafted from wood with maybe some stone bracing on the bottom providing a decent level of defense, but it's not ridiculously militarized. But the buildings inside the wall begin to change. As you can see through the gate, uh, the buildings are taller, and they sport stone and plaster in their construction, as well as having shingled roofs and kind of like a Tudor-style construction with the, the white plaster and the dark wood crossings across the fronts. And to the west, you can see a walled keep, which is flying the banners of the Volfran Empire. And the stone streets of the town are just a swirl of activity. You can see farmers and prospective merchants haul their grains and meats into the square, where they buy and they sell it in the market. And scalds and jugglers perform to earn coin from any of those who are successful in their endeavors. The town guardsmen outside the gate eye you with a suspicious glance as you approach, watching for trouble. And then one of them, a an older man with a patchy beard and a balding head, steps forward and puts his hand out and says, All right, it's close enough. I don't recognize you and you don't look like traitors to me. What brings you to the living nightmare of Brimpton, where your wife leaves you for another man and your daughter thinks you're a loser? I'm not projecting you or anything, I just want to know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, well, if you must know, we are here to speak to a farmer named, uh, Farmer Rolf. I don't know him. Oh, and to buy stuff like meat. Mm-hmm. Yes, and some sure meat. Sure you are. It's what they all say. Say they're here just to, just to buy meat, and then they fuck your wife. Good times. Well, they are procuring meat, are they not? Oh, man. Vez gives him <laughs> a look. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm definitely oh, not like you now. <laughs> Does Gunner. gold speak at all in your language? Um, one of the other guardsmen walks up uh, next to the patchy beard guy. This guy looks a little friendlier. Um, he's got a full head of hair and no beard. And he says, oh, all right, all right, Richard. Come on, come on, calm down. Oh, they, they made fun of my wife. It's like, I, it's, you're being a little aggressive. What did we say? Breathing exercises. Calm down. Up there. Okay, all right. Richard, you should you should try playing a pan flute. Hey, shut up. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Gunner, 
Back I'm off. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Laszlo uh, pokes Aegon. He says, Aegon, Aegon, Aegon. Yes, what, what, what is it, Laszlo? They like the church here. Maybe, maybe you can convince them to let us in. I suppose I could give it a shot. Yeah, it looks bad. It looks really bad on them if they turn down a priest. And Aegon will dismount the horse and walk up to the balding man and the the other guard and say, uh, Do you think you could just let us in for a bit? I'm sure that we won't be long. Oh, oh, well, I mean, of course, I never deny a priest entry to the to the town, but your, your, your companion's going to have to stay here. He looks suspicious. And he points at Gunner. Hmm? I, I can assure you that he is a trustworthy young man. Um, he, if he causes any trouble, please feel free to come to me first, and I will deal with it. Uh, the, the other guardsman says, yes, yes, we will. Richard, I think, maybe. Maybe it's time to go on your break, have an ale, have a lunch. I know it's morning, but you should go get a lunch. Fine, all right, all right, fine. You can go in. But I'll keep my eye on you. Richard, the middle manager. (laughs) (laughs) So the guardsmen uh, part and let you in. Thank you, good says. Yeah, no problem. Uh, If you ever need any uh, assistance, uh, you just ask for... I don't have a name yet, but ask for me. (laughs) Steven. That's my name. Well, thank you, Steven. I will ask for you when I need help. Very well. Well, enjoy your stay in Brimpton. Gunner turns to Theo. Man, everyone here is so much nicer once you get inside the wall. I wonder why that is. I bet it's because they're not covered in poo. <laughs> you know, I did notice a lot of them were covered in poo back there. Poo makes a difference. Maybe you shouldn't <laughs> mention that, though, to people or, like, talk to them anymore. Just, uh, Just a thought. But why? People want to hear what I have to say. And, and, unless they are getting aggressive or mean. Like, so stupid <laughs> punks. Um, maybe we just let Aegon talk for the moment. Just because he seems to have a way with words, being with the church and everything, you know? Well, I, I, I suppose you're right. So I will just play my pan flute through the town. And Gunner just starts to play his pan flute. That's okay, I mean, because there are plenty of other performers. Remember, I said there are bards and skulls and jugglers uh, performing, so it's not out of place. But yeah, everyone, it does look a little nicer. Like, there are still farmers bringing in their crops, but there are many more, like, nicer-dressed people. And as you kind of walk through the streets and get towards the, the central market, you can see some of the surrounding buildings are a little nicer, too. Uh, but as you enter into the square, Laszlo sits up and jumps out of the wagon and says, All right, well, I know you all would like to take some time to speak to Lady Hecate. Or, excuse me, her most honorable Lady Hecate. But I'm afraid I will have to go and set up an appointment because nobles do not like meeting with commoners. So I'll have to... Pull some strings, sell some merchandise, and cut some pockets. So, I'll be back! You guys take care of finding that farmer. And he trots off. Oh, Lazla! Oh, well, I, I hope he uh, 
I hope when he says cut pockets, he means like, I don't know, but what other kind of pocket could it be other than stealing from people? I mean, we know what he meant. Ah, uh, yeah, we, we know what he meant. Hopefully this time, though, we don't get associated with him quite as quickly. Anyway, uh, Jasper, where do you know where this tavern is? Where are we going? Where are you taking us? I still think it was a bad idea to let the wizard lead the wagon. And he looks back at you very slowly. Yeah, his eyes are crossed. He has no idea where the wagon's going. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, you can't really ride horses that well, so I figured maybe this would be the best spot for you. Um, hey, does anybody know where the tavern is? Or maybe more helpful than Jasper driving? Why don't you just look for the loudest place? That is a great idea. If we are very loud, then the people will come to us. Theo, do you have the drum? Drum. Um, Jasper okay. leaves the cart and starts going to a side <laughs> building to watch no, them. Ja <laughs> he doesn't want to associate ja himself with it at all. Ja Jasper, wait. Wait, Jasper. We, we need you. You are the beatbox. Yes? I was never built to rap tunes like this. <laughs> I think it would be better for me to observe the situation and observe the crowd of people you'll be drawing. I think this may have consequences. Maybe we can just ask someone for directions. Yeah, no, somebody not covered in poo. And, and Gunner is just yelling, Gather around, everyone! The oh, show God. is about to start! <laughs> Gunner, I don't have the... Just just find something. You you can find just... something in the wagon. Just hurry up and find it. Um, okay. <laughs> While they're scurrying around attempting to find a drum or of some sort, um, Vez is going to go up to Aegon, kind of like tug his sleeve a little bit and like nod to the side to like <laughs> basically be saying, let's go find somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> and Aegon will give a knowing, knowing nod back and... Kind of look, glance over his shoulder, kind of worried about uh, how he said he'd be responsible for Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, Gunner and Fio are getting their instruments together. Um, does does Fio pull anything out of the wagon that looks like it might be useful to him? Uh, he only really knows what he has, so he goes into his, his sack and his, his couple of bags that he has, and he pulls out his shovel, pulls out one of his, uh, his two-person tent, he'll then grab, uh, his water skin and some rope, and he's gonna, like, make a makeshift, uh, drum on the side of the wagon. <laughs> okay, so people are beginning to gather. Some of the, the scalds and the jugglers are starting to look a little annoyed that you're taking attention away from them and a small crowd is gathering around the wagon. Uh, and then right before uh, he turns to Gunner, he's going to take out his signal whistle and then look to Gunner and say, whenever he's ready and then get ready to blow into it. And uh, Gunner uh, gives a nod to Theo and he looks to the crowd and he says, yes, gather round, everyone. The show is now starting. And a one, and a two, and a three, and uh and then it, he launches into this epic performance where he's just like, he's going crazy on his pan flute and he's just like 
hopping around and he's telling a story about uh, like a dragon that falls in love with a mortal and um, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> a dragon that falls in love with a mortal but the mortal turns out to be a vampire but the dragon knows a werewolf who fights the vampire and there's a girl involved. I don't know. There's a series about it but plus a dragon. <laughs> This story um, so, sounds like a mess. Yeah, it, it, it is a mess, but they'll make it into some movies, I think. Well, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and what is uh, what is Theo doing? Theo is trying to keep a beat best he can, so he's doing like a thump, 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 woo, thump, 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 woo, with the signal whistle. And then he's like doing overly dramatic uh, with his reactions to like, but like whether there's a twist or going, <gasps> whoa, dude, <laughs> it's wild. Because he's heard the story at least five times while Gunner's been practicing it, so okay. he's trying to over. So why don't you guys both give me a performance check? Okay. Using uh, your charisma. I've got a plus one to this. Ugh. Do you want to go first, Gunner? Oh, yeah. Naturally, got a uh, 24. Nice. You thought I was going to say natural 20, didn't I you? I did. I did. Yeah. No. That's great. That's great. Because, uh, you know, even though you're half the size of me, apparently I'm a third of the performer because I got an eight. <laughs> oh. Oh. Total. He's just so enthrall- enthralled with the story, he forgets to keep his pacing most of the time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. So with a, with a 20 and an eight... You do oh you guys do okay. Twenty-four and you know, an eight. Sorry, with a twenty-four and an eight. I'm sorry, you know I don't pay attention to your results. Let's mm-hmm. make things <laughs> up as I go. I thought you had all of the results pre-planned. Yes, everything is pre-planned. <laughs> I am the ultimate master at oh, railroading. Don't, guys, don't say that. Cut his mic, cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the story's so bad. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, with I think with that, uh, Gunner covers a little bit for Fio. And some of the people in the crowd are like, huh, this is kind of bad. And they, no, sorry. They, they don't say it's bad. It's not bad. It's so genuine. Oh, this is kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, some of them are saying that, but some of them like it. And people begin to come up and they toss a few copper coins. So you guys end up earning 11 copper pieces from your performance. So while they're performing, uh, Jasper is standing off to the side near one of the buildings, and he sees a small movement out of the corner of his eye, like a, a little like a little figure about two or three feet tall. He goes over and approaches the little figure. Okay, it's a it's a little kid. You know, probably about three or four, and he's just looking up at you wide eyed. Hello there. Are you a machine? You're so big! And made of metal. I prefer he gets down actually on like a knee to be at eye height with him and says, I am not a machine. I'm a living thing just like you. Oh, what's your name? My name is Jasper. And who are you, good sir? I'm Timmy. I'm four. Hi, Timmy. What are you doing out here? Are you lost? No, my, my, my daddy's at the market selling uh, furs 
and goat milk. Why don't you take me to him, little Timmy? No, my, my daddy said never go with strangers. I mean, you would take me to your dad so I could buy fur and food. Well, he didn't say nothing about that, so yeah. And he reaches out his little hand uh, to you. Aww. He smiles really wide and says, you're so sweet. It's so precious. <laughs> and I know what you're walks. going for. This sounded a heck of a lot creepier than I think you meant it to sound. <laughs> <clears throat> I was debating on actually giving him a gold piece because Jasper's actually secretly fond of kids and basically likes to treat them well. So he often will go to orphanages and basically donate money. Yeah, he's like a benefactor. Like he wants to make sure that they have a good life ahead of them. Basically. Okay. So he grabs your hand and he starts leading you away from the crowd, which is starting to dance along with the song the rest of the party is throwing. And then we have Aegon and Vez are making their way through the less crowded parts. Now you're near all the stalls in the market, so you can see the fruit and vegetable stands. You can see the butcher has some food out. There's just a pretty big selection of stalls out in the marketplace. And there are also some like storefronts as well with the signs hanging out front. Sylvez, did you have any idea who we should talk to first? Um, I was thinking maybe somebody who uh, looks like they're from here and um, looks like they might be nice enough to actually talk to and not yell at us. That sounds like a great start. Hey, stop right there! Oh. And you, you see a... You turn and see Richard the guard is huffing and puffing his way through the streets towards you guys. Specifically towards Aegon. he says, Oh, all right, all right. Whew. Give me a second. Whew. <laughs> You're really playing this out, huh? <laughs> okay. Whew. Do you need help finding anything? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to offer. Um, actually, if you wouldn't mind, we would like to know. I wasn't. To- I wasn't talking to you. No offense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, Richard, I'm. I'm glad that you asked. Uh, we're. We're actually looking for the tavern so that we can. Uh, talk to this. Fa- the farmer we mentioned previously. Oh, that's a. Uh, right here. And the view pans to you guys standing right outside the tavern. <laughs> ah, very nice. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, th- well, thank you very much, Richard. Um, also, uh, and he, he looks a little embarrassed. Uh, you are, you are a priest, right? I am indeed. Well, um, it's been a while since I've been to confession. Um, I was wondering if you'd be able to. Well, things have been rough for me, and. I apologize, and he looks to Vez. I apologize for being mean, but th- things have been kind of rough, you know, about things I won't disclose. And um, really hoping you might be available later to hear confessions. I can't do it to the priest here because it's kind of embarrassing. But if you're passing through, you know, I'd appreciate it. Of course, I would be happy to help you, sir. You know, we all go through suffering in life. And it's what makes the good parts worth it. Yes, and my suffering's name is Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! He said it. This is amazing. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, can I see you at the temple later, maybe? Will you be there, or...? Of course. I'll, I'll make a note to meet you there. Alright, thank you. I appreciate it. T- take care. He clumsily pats both of you on the shoulder and says, Oh, well. Bye. <laughs> yes. He uh, makes his way through the crowd again. Blessings upon you, child. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> so then we cut back to Gunner and Theo. Your show is closing up. You finish with a bang. And the crowd cheers. It's just uh, people are like, oh, yeah. And Zenze had donuts. And that <laughs> is the tale. What the hell is a donut? Well, that will take a whole nother song. No, I'm, I'm, I'm only, I'm only joking. Yeah, one of, one of the other scalds comes up next to the wagon. He's a very, like, grumpy-looking dwarf, and he says, "All right, that's. I think it's about enough. I think it's time you moved on." Well, well, well. What do we have here? I'm a, I'm a performer, and you're taking away our, our income. We don't really, oh. we don't really like that around here. Well, we're performers too. Look at my drum. Well, <laughs> you're, the thing is, you are travelers, and we are residents. Yes, but uh, clearly, these uh, people have uh, chosen who they prefer. So, um, you know, <laughs> very, very well. Have a uh, a nice visit then. And he uh, turns and walks away. Theo, what did I just do? Why did I say that? I was in the moment. And, 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 and you know, so, sometimes I'm like very reserved. And then sometimes that happens. And then, oh my God, Theo, what if he comes to steal my leg later? Oh my God, he's going to steal your leg. He's going to cut it off in my sleep. And he's going to take it. And he's going to feed it to his dog. Yes, I would get that leg. Oh. Ah, he's back! Oh no, kill him! <laughs> no! <laughs> Gunner, come, calm down, calm down! <laughs> See, you guys also realize the rest of your party has disappeared. Where'd the wagon go? Where did everyone go? No, you guys are standing go. on you the wagon. You have the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Theo turns around. There it is! Where'd Jasper go? Where did, uh, where's, oh... Theo, we um, are the only ones here. I, no, wait wait a minute. We were gathering the crowd to find someone to ask about the tavern. Oh, is that what we were doing? Which worked really well because now the crowd has dispersed again. Can they see us like across the way then? Um, no, uh, you guys are a little further into like the market square. So like you're with the lighter crowd area. I stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, so maybe you spot Jasper in the distance getting led by this, uh, by a young child. Gunner, I see, I see Jasper. He's being kidnapped by a small child. <laughs> oh my goodness. I told you Zave would try to get us. Either that or that is a man carrying way too many pans at the same time. Hurry, let's go get him. Okay, <laughs> yes. See, so you, br- you brush past the man carrying too many pans. <laughs> <laughs> and you begin making your way towards Jasper. And we'll jump back to Jasper. Um, and the little boy is kind of leading you through the stalls. Um, and then takes a, a right 
and takes you to kind of a smaller looking, like portable stall with like wheels on it to move. And uh, behind the stall is uh, kind of a middle-aged farmer with flecks of gray in his uh, brown hair. Uh, But he's arguing with someone else, uh, probably about pricing. It doesn't look heated, it's just kind of a a bartering. And as you approach, uh, they come to a deal. There's an exchange of silver pieces. And he turns and looks at Jasper, looks down at his son, looks back up at Jasper, looks down at his son. Timothy, thought we talked about this. (laughs) I'm sorry. I found this guy, and he said he wanted to buy food. Oh, is that so? Could you uh, please step away from my son? Sure. And he lets go of the little kid's hand, and he just looks and says, I'm in need of some food, and if I'll pay some extra for some information on someone, if you happen to know them. Well, I don't know much about about the town. I just come in and I sell. I normally live a couple miles south in the fields, but I'll help you whatever way I can, I guess. Though I don't know why you need food. You, uh, I don't know what you are, but I don't know if you have to eat or... I still need to eat and other things. And just to be clear, uh, Josh, who is the guy we're supposed to be looking for? <laughs> You're looking for Farmer Rolf. I am looking for a Farmer Rolf. Do you happen to know of him or... Ah, uh, yes. Farmer Rolf, the alcoholic. Yeah, you'll you'll find him in the Marble Throne Tavern. Maybe you can talk some sense into him. Highly doubt uh, it, but that's where you'll find him. That's where we always find him. Talking to people is my specialty. Don't worry. Would you like me to buy something for you then? Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, Timothy, please, please come over here. Um, good day to you, sir. And he, he looks a little put off by your mechanical appearance. I don't believe in information trade without some form of equitable trade. Nope, nope, I'm, I'm fine. Just He picks up two gold pieces and drops them on the ground and says, That's a small fortune. Since you don't want me to buy anything and are scared of me, I'm assuming you can just pick it up when I leave. Good day, Timothy. You are most sweet and kind. Boy, mister! And he, he, he waves after you as you leave. Timothy, stop! Go grab those gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaking high roller over here, just dropping two gold like that. And then we move to right outside the Marble Throne Tavern with Vezneagon. Um, so that worked really well. Um, should we go and get them or just go and talk to this guy? Well, I, th- I think it would be best if the whole party were here. But uh, perhaps they'll find their own way to us. I mean, it looks like Jasper is actually heading this way. And uh, there's, there's, there's Fio. Yep, they're actually coming this way. Um, 
Is there somewhere we can park our cart? Because I don't think they're going to let us take it into the tavern. I think they left the cart in the middle oh, of the market square. God. <laughs> we did. No, we totally we took did. it. Come on. You sure? You then have to I'm... ride the cart. Well, I'm pretty sure Theo just took off, so if Gunner <laughs> wanted, the... <laughs> wanted to get the cart. Uh, yeah, Sorry. I don't know. I, I... We leave them alone for five minutes. Obviously, Tuo is driving the cart to the tavern <laughs> for us. <laughs> He's holding the reins in his mouth, and he, he just looks really proud of himself. Mm-hmm. His tail's wagging like a hurricane. Gunner, although silly, is not an imbecile. I think he would drive the cart. And, and he would just follow uh, basically just, you know, loud noises. And wherever loud noises are, he knows Fio is uh, close behind. Or in front, rather. <laughs> yeah, so you're lagging a little bit behind the uh, because Fio ran ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually you all catch up at the tavern. There's a, a nearby stable to lodge your horses in. Um, give me a real quick second, because I actually need to look up the price for lodging horses. What's that? It's free? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't say. Oh, it's so convenient. We have mules. Yeah, you have three horses, two mules, and a wagon. Oh, sorry, I was thinking about the mules. You guys come up to the stables, and there's a stable boy out front. And he looks at three of your horses and the mules, and he says, All right, that'll be two silver pieces per horse if you want to lodge your horses here. Otherwise, you can leave them tied up outside of the town. I don't really care what you do. I just clean the stables and feed the horses. Honestly, if you don't keep your horse here, it's less I have to feed him, and it makes my day a little bit easier, and then I have less shit to clean off of myself when I get home. And and while, while he's saying this, Gunner is just going up with a big smile on his face. Um, it's ten copper to one silver, right? Yes. And he hands him ten copper from the performance, and then a single silver piece. It says, well, I guess today is going to be very shitty, huh? Hmm. Oh God. boy, I'm so excited. <laughs> and Vez also hands him her two silver. Okay, and I, I take it the other three are staying too? Oh, yes, sorry, I'm counting. Um, oh, that's going to be five one. to park your wagon too. Oh. She hands him another one. Uh, Everyone just do three then. Oh. Jasper just sticks out his hand with three silver in his hand. Yep, and Gunner gives over another silver. Everybody's giving money, just throwing money at this boy. (laughs) All right, well, I'll take those, and I will lodge your horses and park your wagon for you. Okay, bye. (laughs) Toodles. (laughs) Okay, so you guys board your horses and park your wagon, and you're just about to walk into the tavern when the doors swing open and a finely dressed gentleman walks out Um, he's wearing very nice elegant clothing like something you'd expect a noble to wear but it's like very dark in color looks very official Um, and he's got a very I'd say it's a it's a stern looking face but not like cruel stern just like kind of kind of serious and he's got very finely combed black hair it's like jet black it has a streak of silver running through it. And when he steps out of the tavern, 
and almost runs into you guys. He almost drops the donut that he's carrying in his hand. <laughs> and his eyes kind of widen for a second. But then uh, he gives you a big old smile from ear to ear, showing off his mouth of perfect white teeth. And he says, Oh, hello. Hello there. Do, do, I, do we know you? Um, not yet. You're in my you're in my way. Oh, Gunner, quit being in people's way today. Jeez. Oh, well, I'll, I'll just step to the side. And Gunner takes a half step to the left. Oh, well, thank you, sir. And he uh, steps down the steps and into the street, and then he turns around and surveys the five of you and says, You are uh, not residents, are you? Fez shakes her head no. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say I don't recognize you. Normally, I recognize everyone around here. The name is uh, Edward Smills, Esquire. <laughs> and he uh, extends his uh, his hand towards uh, Gunner. Oh, well, uh, and, and Gunner uh, very sheepishly, sheepishly shakes his hand. He says, yes, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. I always like to introduce myself to travelers and newcomers, make them feel a little more at home here. Uh, yes, v- what is it that you do? I'm a lawyer and a businessman. Hmm. He's still shaking your hand. You guys are just doing the slow handshake this whole time. And Gunnar kind of rips his hand back. Okay, well, that is uh, that, that is good and all, but uh, we have some business of our own. We will find you if we find ourselves in a court of law. Sound yes, good? Yes, of course. Uh, be careful. I would hate to have to prosecute you. Ha 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 ha. Funny. This joke, huh? Fairly well. Mm. And uh, he <laughs> walks off into the street, and the strangest thing about him is that his big old smile, big old toothy smile never reached his eyes the whole time he talked to you. So he seems really suspicious um, and very fake. So let's try to avoid him. Um, Into the tavern then? To talk to this drunk farmer? Yes, and she goes in. (laughs) Uh, and 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 uh, as they go in, Gunner mutters to uh, uh, everyone else, "That man will try to take my leg as well. I can tell. <laughs> we can kill him later. It's oh. fine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you guys walk into the tavern, and there's kind of a, a rush of scent as you walk in. Um, it kind of smells like some level of alcohol. There's a little bit of body odor." hanging in the air as well. But despite the scent, which is kind of typical for most locations of the like, this well-lit tavern is surprisingly clean with polished wooden floors and sturdy tables. All the patrons are kind of laid back and happy. There are only a few people in here because it's the early morning. So it's either people who are stopping in after selling some of their wares on the market or people who like to start their days with... Uh, one to six beers. And uh, in addition to that, there's a notable feature off to the side in the tavern near the fireplaces. There's a 
large slab of marble, and it's been halfway chiseled into the shape of a throne. Most likely the namesake for the marble throne tavern. And as you walk in, at the far end of the tavern, you see a dwarven innkeep uh, with his uh, bright orange robes wrapped around him and his hair dressed back in traditional dwarven braids, kind of, I'd say kind of Greek-themed. But he sees you, gives you a wave, and says, All right, all right, come on in. What can I get for you? Uh, I will have... What, uh, and, and, and Gunner just frantically looks around for someone else drinking, uh, and, and, and he points to a man, and he goes, I will have what he is having. Oh, he, uh, I think he threw up in his cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, well, I'll have what he was having before he threw up. Okay. And he, uh, puts a tankard in front of you and says, that will be two copper pieces for the milk. Well, I got what I asked for And uh, Gunner hands over two copper pieces I'll take an ale, please Alright, two copper pieces Ooh You look, uh, you look very interesting I get that sometimes Yeah, so you almost Huh Sorry, I didn't mean to be be rude Uh, You, a young lady Uh, Yes, um, I was actually here looking for Farmer Ralph. F- Farmer Ralph? Uh, I haven't seen him this morning. Oh, well, if you do, can you let him know his cows got out again? They've been wrangled, but his neighbors aren't exactly pleased. Okay, but what, what do you mean? He, if, he's, if he's not here, he should be out in his fields. Um, well, we'll that, have those to Those are the only two places I ever find him. Some, sometimes at home with his wife, but besides that... You find him at home with his wife, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not in that way. I just... Occasionally, I get dinner with Farmer Ralph and Rebecca, and it's just a good, good time. <gasps> so, oh my God. what is Rachel doing at this place? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Rachel? Rich, Richard's wife, isn't it, Rachel? Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca? <laughs> I just said it. That's why we always Because it's Rebecca. Where's Rachel? Where are the other trucks going? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm so done. good with names. So you say he's n- he's not out in his fields? Perhaps uh, perhaps you should go check on check on his home if you're looking for him. I'm actually uh, a little concerned. Maybe he uh, maybe he drank too much last night and just didn't didn't get out of bed in the morning. Is that a common? No, I mean, he's a... So how would you say he's a, a functional alcoholic in that he comes here, drinks a lot, and then goes out into his fields late, like afternoonish? But he's, he normally, he still does his work. He's a good worker. Where is his home? Oh, here, let me, let me mark it on your map. Oh, never mind, you don't have a map. Uh, if you just leave the town... Dang it. He, he <laughs> just uh, kind of starts gesturing... And if you take 9th Street, down the road, take a right at Richard's house, and go a few blocks down, mm-hmm. and you will find it there right next to the dried out tree. Did you get that, Theo? I hope you were paying attention. Theo quits picking his nose and looks back at- What? 
Ah, never mind. I don't have the map. Um, uh, Aegon, do you have the map? No, I, I, I don't have a map. Oh. Gunner, what'd you want? Never mind. We, uh, s- thank you, sir. We appreciate the information and we will go find uh, Rolf as soon as possible. Yes, yes. Uh, and please, don't don't leave until you're done with the drinks. I have uh, enough people to walk off with my tankards. I hate having to buy new ones. Jasper walks over to the guy. Is he drunk by any chance? The guy who threw up yeah. his cup or just passed out? He passed he puts, out. He puts the uh, ale in front of him and takes the old dirty cup and walks it over to the guy, like the dwarf, and puts the cup on the table. Ugh, no, 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 no. It goes outside in the tub. Then I will clean it up. Clean it out. He just lets it go and starts leaving. <laughs> oh. Okay. He just basically puts it on the table. He's like, "Here you go, go clean it yourself." Oh, uh, alrighty. Uh, you have a have a good day. Are you gonna finish that milk? Oh yes. Um, look, 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 look. Oh, too too much. Uh, milk <clears throat> challenge. Oh, that 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 was an awful lot. I can't. Uh, oh, oh, there is something wrong. With, with this milk, Th- there is no wonder that he's so. Oh, oh no! Oh. And and Gunner, Gunner just like runs out the door, and just <laughs> off in the distance here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, is he is he okay with milk, or is he like allergic? She's looking at Fia. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Oh, well. So as, as you guys are leaving, uh, one of the server maids kind of uh, glides over next to Vez, and she whispers, So you're, you're looking for... Looking for... Looking for someone? Someone you can't find? She nods. I'd be careful if I were you. People have been... And she leans in a little bit closer. Disappearing. Every so often. Got a lot of people on edge. They'll disappear and then they'll show up about a three to four days later with no memory of anything. And it's kind of starting to freak people out. Thank you. I appreciate that information. And she passes her a silver piece. Like, She's very... like no, 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 no. I didn't tell you anything. And she looks a little, little scared. She tucks it back and she just gives her another quiet nod. Like, okay. <laughs> and she just gives you a nod and goes back to her work. She didn't really seem like she wanted to talk too long about it. More like she was just giving you a warning. Fez kind of looks at the rest of the group and gives you guys the sign that we should go outside of the tavern before we discuss this. <laughs> so you walk out of the tavern and you find Gunner throwing up in the alley. He's got Jasper next to him, patting him on the shoulder, trying to comfort him. It's okay. It's okay. You'll feel better soon. (laughs) It's not okay. It looked a little... (laughs) It was a little sour and chunky. It's okay. A random passerby walks by and says, Ah, tried out the milk challenge, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And he just keeps walking. (laughs) That's great. This is not a challenge. It is only torture. (laughs) (laughs) Blah! <laughs> 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 Not on my shoes. 
it's kind of weird that he didn't come in. Should we? Are we gonna go like right now? Right now? Should we get our money back from the guy? I mean, is there anywhere else you think we should check here? We did pay to stable our horses and stuff. Well, if anything, we can walk over there and come back later. How, how far away is it, Josh? It's just on the other side of town. Like, it's a big town for fantasy renaissance era towns, but it's not, like, big by our standards. Okay, so we could probably get there on foot within a couple hours. No, let, like, I'd say 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Oh, then yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, well, let's just head over there. Get our steps in. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> let's get our steps in for the day. Uh, Theo's going to leave most of his stuff back at the wagon, but he's going to take his axe, just in case, and, and his, like, pouch. Uh, yeah, Vez would have taken her bag and her staff. Oh, and yeah, obviously Gunner. I mean, Gunner probably takes all his stuff, honestly. Aegon's probably going to leave his backpack behind, but take his the rest of his gear. Jasper already has everything on him, so he just continues walking in the direction. Okay. So we walk and follow the directions that the nice uh, bartender sort of nice bartender um, <laughs> gave us alright so you guys got all your gear together and you head off in search of Farmer Rolf We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. The songs Country Village and Waterkeep are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.